Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, everybody, and it's with great pleasure that I'm introducing Brad Roberts, the owner of Bradley Allen Build, the Academy Program Business of the Year 2022. Welcome, Brad. Let, let, let me just start by saying, you know, in, in, in the financial year just finished and uh, an amazing result, your income grew by 64.6%. Your gross profit volume turnaround was 72.4%. Your net operating profit, um, again, volume turnaround in net operating profit, 52.6%. You've gone from $58,000 to a result that's 52.6% better than that. I just think it's an amazing journey in such an early stage in your business to be achieving those levels of results. And uh, from all we can see, it's upwards and onwards from here. And uh, welcome. Welcome, Brad. Good to have you here today. Cheers. Cheers. Glad to be here. How, how does um, listening to that, um, how, how do you reflect on that? I mean, you know, do you sort of allow that to flow or do you sort of get in the way of, oh, no, that's great, step, I'm getting back to work now and we've got some work to do? How do you how do you respond to they are the reasons why you are the Academy uh, Program of the Year, Business of the Year um, award, award winner? Um, I suppose... I take it in and appreciate it, obviously. Like, I'm very appreciative of winning the award. Um, but I suppose I'm still very much, you know, let's get back into it. There's heaps more to be done, you know. The business has to keep growing. We've got to keep pushing forward. So it's good. It's a good It's a good um, sign that we're doing the right thing. We're pushing in the right direction. Um, but it's definitely not, you know, sit back and relax, that's for sure. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation and how we unpack that exact statement that you just put forward. Because, you know, there's thousands of business owners across Australia and New Zealand in this region, around the world, in fairness, that, uh, again, you know, it's, 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 it's very easy to start a business. It's not so easy to get a business that's consistently moving in the right direction, consistently making great decisions and, 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 and you know, the learnings. Because sometimes not every decision we make, is a positive result. Sometimes we need to catch something really quick and re-steer and or pull levers. So how long have you been a part of the Business Benchmark Group community? Um, I'm going to say now it's probably been about 13 months or 14 months, I'm going to say. Yeah, and 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 and, and again, it's um, it's been a privilege to watch your journey over the initial uh, year and, and a bit and uh, just upwards and onwards is what we uh, believe you're, you're definitely got ahead of you. How did you find out about the Business Benchmark Group and why did you decide to join the program? Um, so I'm a member of Carpentry Australia and they, I think you guys, and they ran a bit of a, let's say, an advertising campaign together and that sort of caught my eye. It was in my emails and I was sort of, I'd actually mentioned to Grace, my partner, oh, maybe a year ago or, you know, a year before I joined up with you guys, you know, once I get the business to a certain level, you know, I would definitely look at doing business coaching. Um, I think that'd be a great idea, but I don't think I'm quite there yet. And then time, you know, went on and that advertisement popped up and I thought, shit, here's the sign. So I jumped <laughs> on that webinar and then, yeah, sort of went from there. Ah, well done, mate. And again, you know, when you think about I need to be at a certain point, you know, the way you were thinking. And, I, and again, I go back to my early, early 20s and, and, and 
first cabs off the ranking business and, and 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 there was always in my mind there was always a time for something and then you'd sort of get involved and engaged and you'd realize hang on is there a right time or is it a mindset because there's 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 a play on words there and for you just going back on what you just said do you think it was the right time for you or was it the right mindset for when that again that promotion for that webinar and workshop that we ran in conjunction with Carpentry Australia occurred um, so was it the right time or was it the right mindset for you? Oh, that's a good question. I think timing definitely played a big part in it because when I first said that, I don't think I had a, had an employee. I think it was just me running around trying to get stuff done, looking at my numbers going, why aren't these high enough? I've got to do X, Y, and Z. And then the mindset my mindset sort of shifted and then but then looking back on it now it still wasn't anywhere where it is today so the mindset definitely had a part to play in it but you know when you look back it's always you know you're always learning I suppose so yeah you're you're never quite as advanced as you think you were I suppose isn't that interesting that's a really that's a profound insight there mate well done and and again that when you think about that particular reference what you just shared there and, you know, you're pretty early in, in the stage of business, but you're also in the early stages of life, right? So if you think about where that thinking, that retrospective thinking, you know, hey, I'm always on the go to something. I'm always, as long as I've got the right mindset, the time is always now, right? The power in that statement for the next 5, 10, 15 years of your business owner and also life journey is profound. So, mate, I applaud you for that and uh, congratulations. Let's start with your professional life. How has being a part of the Business Benchmark Group made a difference to your business? Um, I think it's given me, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just going back to that mindset thing, I think that's one of the big things that it's sort of um, been able to teach me. It's sort of got me out of the gear of being on the tools full-time, um, thinking that I've got to push harder, longer hours, work Saturdays and Sundays, you know, what have you, in order to push the business numbers up and so on. Um, so I think in it's sort of changed the gearing I've got to the way I think about the business and where we've got to be pushing in order to change things. Um, it's also given me, I'd say, a lot of confidence in my knowledge, I mean, I say that now and I'll look back in two years and go, shit, I knew nothing. But for <laughs> now, I feel like I've got a lot more confidence in what I'm looking at when I'm actually reviewing the business, you know, every month properly, but, you know, here and there every week too. So it's given me a lot of, I suppose, foresight and insight. Yeah, well done, mate. And and, and again, if we reflect on the six pillars here at Business Benchmark Group, that's the, the default diary, our time management systems, you know, where we're optimising more towards important versus urgent and the letting go piece, otherwise known as a bit of business owner time, right? So when I talk about business owner time with you, Brad, at this point of our journey and at this point of your business owner journey, business owner time, how, what, what, what can you tell me about business owner time as it plays out for you? Like as in what it sort of, what it sort of entails for me each week? Yeah, so when I say business owner time, default diary, that piece there that you know, and, and there's times when you haven't been consistent, there's been plenty of times when you have. You know, this early stage of just reformatting the way you make decisions around where you as the owner of this business are investing your time or maybe spending your time. Either or, we're doing something with it, right? 
How do you reflect on your early journey as it relates to time management and your small and growing business? Um, yeah, tough, very tough at first. Um, and like you said, you sort of go through peaks and valleys with it, um, I suppose, which comes back to mindset a lot and what's going on with you personally. But it is sort of a tough hurdle to sort of wrap your head around when you first uh, get involved with having that diary, structuring your time so that things that need to be done as a business owner can get done. Um, I still struggle with it now, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, you sort of get wrapped up thinking that you're far too busy and there's too much stuff going on and the stuff that's critical and needs to be done no matter what can sort of fall to the wayside and it, it gets reflected in the next couple of months. Um, so I'd say that's that's sort of how, how I'm feeling about it. Like it's good, but yeah, it's it's a tough thing to get around. And it is a work in progress, isn't it? I mean, we've all we've all Constantly. got those choices that sometimes, you know, when we're unconscious, we sort of let something slide and we're gravitating to to urgency or or the things that definitely, you know, they're important, but are they as important as what we said no to? Or as important as the things that we've decided to be important. So it's really, it's one of those things that upon reflection, again, the retrospective, you look back, you think, hang on, I've got to get better at tightening this piece up or I've got to get better at protecting that one or two hours a week, which is what business owner time at the early stages is about. Then then if I was to say, okay, quote register and work in progress scheduling, your work in progress register, what is it that you can share with me as to your journey in the first 6, 12, 18, well, not, not 18 yet, but 6 or 12 months in terms of business benchmark group and your handle on your quote register and the work in progress register? Yeah, it gives us a really good insight into, especially the work in progress register, it gives us a really good insight into what's actually coming up and what we need to do about it. So whereas previously we sort of, sort of we absolutely just flew by the seat of our pants, I had no idea what was going on, you know, we just assumed you were busy all the time um, and then you'd have two weeks of doing, you know, shit all. Um, so it gives us really good insight into what's going on. And I think it's sort of a good way to take the business more seriously because you can then start to see what's going on, what's coming up, what do we need in order to achieve this? Do we need more guys? Um, you know, what are we quoting at the moment? What sort of quotes are making us money? Are we winning those sorts of quotes? Um, it's been a pretty game-changing sort of thing. I mean, even just knowing what our conversion ratio is, um, it sort of tells us where we're sitting in the market. If we're too high, we're too low. Um, all these sort of indicators are great tools for us. And then just going a little further and deeper on that, you know, initially when we first met and you, you, you were introduced into our programs, you know, that whole hourly rate thing versus, hang on, my pricing review, are we or are we not quoting at the right margin to the right job for the right customer and truly opening our mind to, hang on, there is, there is an untapped and, and no glass ceiling approach to how we go forward from here and then building the confidence to move forward. So think about where you were a year or so ago with your hourly rate approach to where you are now on jobs that make money and help you and the customer and the team that's growing for you continuously be moving forward together as a collaboration. I think my whole mentality, if, if, if I've just understood what you're asking probably, I think my whole mentality around that hourly rate sort of stuff has totally shifted. It took a while for me to understand it. Um, but that once you sort of twig that your 
hourly rate within the business is far different to probably what you believe it to be. Um, once, once you sort of understand that, you can really start making clear decisions about what needs to be done. Like, for instance, how do, how do I say it? It's hard to articulate. Probably why it took me so long to sort of wrap my head around it properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can sort of see the business as like a vehicle that you're driving and you can see the sort of jobs you're bringing in and what they sort of bring in for the business. And you're, for me personally, I sort of then, you can see yourself as someone that's there to aid the work that's being carried out rather than someone that's in there slogging it out every single day as an employee, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily go into business to make more money, but you go into business to create more opportunity, more, more, I guess, play and freedom of play. And I think the hourly rate ideology definitely lends itself to that. Mm. And it's A-OK for even your team to be elevating, I guess, you know, their, their, their understanding of how we need to be working with the ideal, at the ideal job to the ideal margin for the ideal customer. And how do we continue adding value? How do we continue to add value is where hourly rate plays out. Because not everyone can do that consciously. So just, uh, again, just, just, just think about that for a moment. Um, in your personal life, how has being part of the Business Benchmark Group community made a difference to you and your loved ones? Um, yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I was just saying to Grace, oh, it must have been about two weeks ago, I was saying, I don't drive around organising stuff after work anymore somehow. And she was like, yeah, you're home on time. You know, I still work on the computer, um, but I no longer, I suppose I've sort of got my priorities in check um, about what needs to be done at work so that time after work is sort of more for, I haven't got a kids, but for the dogs, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you know, you sort of you sort of get your social life back and you're not so much, you know, running around, oh, shit, I've got to get this done, I've got to get this done, this job's happening tomorrow, I've got to go to Bunnings at 9 o'clock tonight in order to get that ready. Um, all that sort of stuff's definitely changed. I feel I probably look a lot less busy than I am. I'm, we're still busy, but I'm, I think I'm more organised and that's been a massive benefit. And, 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 you know, that whole not only is the financial, I guess, performance of the business moving in the right direction and there's always room for improvement there, but also that whole work-life harmony, that work-life balance. Basically what you're saying is my actual hours have reduced within reason and somehow we're more productive, more efficient, more effective. The results of the business are moving in the right direction. How do you ensure you're continuously creating the space for that, Bradley? How is it that, you know, you know, some of us feel less busy and then we go and tinker. We're like, we've got to go and find ourselves things to be busy with. And really what we're doing is we're, we're, we're messing up a winning formula, let's call it. So how do you deal with, okay, I'm coming to terms with, I'm transitioning from being this mad here, there, and everywhere, what we call a business benchmark group, excitable and broke business owner towards a business owner that's truly committed to being bored and getting rich. In other words, the systems, the predictability, and I'm having more fun at home because I don't no longer need to be doing after our stressful, unnecessary work. How are you coping with that continued transition? Um. Yeah, well, I love it. So <laughs> I'm coping with it well. Um, it's just, you just constantly, you just want to be aware of it. Um, and keep, I suppose, how do, you, how do you put it? 
you, you suppose you're aware of what you're doing. You're making conscious decisions that put you in those positions. And because you're aware of it, you can sort of realize what's going on and keep making those conscious decisions, I suppose, for me. Um, like having, like you just said, having systems in place, you know, having software that tells the guys where to go, you know, does your swims, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's all those little pieces that get you your time back, I suppose. And these are the early stages. We're speaking with Brad Roberts from Bradley Allen Build, the Academy Program Business of the Year 2022 winner at Business Benchmark Group. So good to uh, hear again, you know, in, in the first year, what you've actually put in place and continuously being open to the challenge to for transition and ongoing success. Um, in the past 12 months, what have you done differently that you believe has helped you to win this award? Um, really sort of got my head, I, th I think, I think in order to put myself in a position where I was fortunate enough to be nominated for it to begin with, I suppose I really just sort of put my head in the position where I wasn't trying to be an employee of the business anymore. I was trying to make decisions for the business that would push the business into places that are going to make us grow, for instance, like new, not new industries, but new avenues, I suppose, within our industry that would, you know, give us a bigger name, push us in the right direction, teach us a lot. You know, it's a lot of learning, a lot of mistakes, but ultimately decisions that make us head into more profitable areas. Uh, well done, mate. Brilliant. Uh, what is the best thing that has happened to you or your business in the past 12 months? That's a good question. Um... I suppose the best thing that's happened is the amount of clarity I'm getting or I've gotten about where I'm going to, where we're going to take it and where we're going to push to. I suppose that's the best thing. Um, probably not one single event, but just lots of little things that happen and they just build us and build me personally into someone that can take a bit more control. Yeah, and if you think about our uh, charity gala event several weeks ago now and, um, you know, com coming into a room where you're meeting and definitely greeting uh, people you're typically uh, associating with across Australia and New Zealand in our community, but you're meeting them potentially for the first time in person. What is it that strikes you about the community and those micro steps it takes, you know, ordinary things done exceptionally well or consistently well to give us extraordinary results. So what is it that you can reflect on as it relates to the evening several weeks ago now at our charity gala uh, uh, night for Business Benchmark Group that, again, highlight the importance of a lot of little things done consistently well equal extraordinary results? What, what, what is it that strikes you as it relates to that night in the room where you were a significant participant in? I suppose it was the caliber of people that were there. You know, there was people like myself that were right at the start of their journey. And then there were people that would be in there for, let's say, 10 plus years. And, you know, some of them had sold their businesses. Um, and it's just proof, I suppose, that you, like you just said, you, do, you make these tiny, you do these tiny little steps and you try to get better at them every single time. You try to make the, a better decision every time. And it just pushes you and nudges you in the right direction every time so I suppose that night it was a really good to see how many people were there for one it was I thought I, when I walked in I was like oh, I didn't know where I was it was hundreds of people there uh, it was great so it was good to see everybody there everyone's on their different part of their journey and it's just 
refreshing. It's not the right word, but it's great to see everyone's making those same little things. We're all following the same little steps on the same road. And we're going you know, eventually if you do everything correct, hopefully you'll end up at the end of the road, I suppose. Absolutely. And that is a, that is a great way of looking at it, isn't it? I mean, we had, yeah, business of the year was a business that eight years ago literally had, yeah, less than 20 people on the team. And here they are now, X number of years later, who have sold out for millions of dollars and, yeah, a benchmark business in their own right. And just listening to their acceptance speech was amazing. However, what does success look like for you? Like, if you think about what you've transitioned and you're embracing right now as someone that's prepared to look a little further down the track, a little more courage and confidence to do that versus just the next day or the next week, what does success look like for you now, Brad? That's a tough question to answer. I'm not sure. Um, Success is having freedom for me, I suppose, to make your own decisions. Um, And, you know, that's not just freedom of, I want to go to the beach today. That's just freedom in your life in general. Like, if how, how do I put it? It's the hard one to answer. I mean, obviously, you want to be financial. You want to have financial um, success as well. I mean, that's why you're running a, one of the reasons why you're running a business. Um, you want to have, success, I suppose, with your family, um, with whatever you choose to do with your time. So I suppose success for me would be able to make the decisions around those things, which would benefit them all in a good way. Um, So you're not tied to one thing um, 100%. You know, your job's got a great balance. Your life has a great balance. You know, your personal life, your family life, your hobby, it's all there. You've got a nice share for every single part of it. I suppose that'd be success for me. Uh, good on you. Uh, a year ago, how many people were on your team? You sort of touched on that earlier, and how many do you have now on your team? I think when I joined, we had one or two guys. Um, now we fluctuate between five of us down to three of us, depending on the workload. Yeah, well, well done. And, um, you know, have you shared this award and this, I guess, you know, this milestone for you, this crossroad with mum and dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they say? What did your mum and dad say about it? Yeah, they're very congratulatory. Um, Real proud. Um, You know, of course they're going to be there, your parents, but they just sort of, you know, want you to keep heading in the right direction, do things that make you happy. Um, You know, this sort of stuff really interests me and it makes me happy. Um, So, yeah, they're just super happy for me to be in this position, I suppose. Yeah, well done, man. There's nothing... um... So it's so important that your loved ones are part of, you know, your journey, good, bad and ugly, right? It's so important to keep them involved and engaged, but also allowing yourself to, you know, receive the the appreciation and the uh, and the congratulations that, you know, whether you're winning or you're not, just the ability to receive the feedback, you know, the, receive the appreciation is such a profound part of our journey. And some of us, particularly in this part of the world, we sort of get in the way of that and it's really important to, to receive, right, as you give. It's really, really important. Um, what three key areas of your business do you want to work on? What are you most looking forward to, let's just say, in the next 12 to 18 months? What are the, what are the key areas that you're truly looking forward to continue to elevate, continue to graduate the business to? Um, I suppose, oh, that's a good question. I suppose I really want it to be, 
suppose one of the things I'm really focusing on is going to be the gross profit of the business, how we can bring that. I mean, it's healthy, but how can we make that better? What can we explore to bring certain costs down in order to elevate our gross profit? Um, keeping the right team around us and getting more of the right team members in is going to be really, really important and a part of that gross profit. Um, I suppose as well, suppose I want it, the next thing I really want to get happening in the, in the next 12 to 18 months, let's say, is me being even more so of the business owner. So there's been a slight change from when I came on to you guys. Well, not slight, there's been a significant change from when I came on with you guys to now. Um, I want to keep that pushing in the right direction. That's something I'll be continuously working on as well. Yeah, mate, fantastic. So again, you know, that team play on the back of getting clearer about who the what the ideal job at the ideal margin for the ideal customer, because that drives, like that is always the driver for continued success in business. If we're working on the right jobs, making the right level of money and we're able to deliver on time and on budget with the team, future leaders and beyond, then that ultimately gives you and affords you, Brad, the opportunity to continuously be, you know, growing resources. That means people and or opportunities, which is, you know, there's no glass ceiling. And we don't need to be big, but we definitely want to be continuously working towards elevating our reputation and and having a waiting list of ideal customers, you know. You're on your way to your first million dollars in business. That's no mean feat, you know. And, and in no time soon, you'd be continuing to go on that journey and the next phase. And, and it's not about I want to be big. It's about, hey, if I'm building reputation, then having a waiting list of A-grade customers is not an issue. If I have a waiting list eventually of A-grade team wanting to join my business because we do things right all the time, then that is an up, a really cool destination when you're at the level you're at right now. So, mate, power to you and everything you're doing there. Do you have specific goals to reach in the next 12 months? What does success look like for you? So um, if, we, if we were to be specific, like, you know, we have three to five on the team, but what does in 12 to 18 months, what does that number look like? If we were thinking about ideal customers, repeat customers and, and referral-based customers, what type of work do we want to be doing more of? You spoke about GP and it's at a certain level right now, which is better than what it was a year ago. So how do we continuously elevate the volume of GP on the back of growing the volume of sales? Because that has a direct lineal effect. And, and and again, you know, these are specific goals. That if, you, if you were to say, okay, Stefan, Goal number one, goal number two, goal number three in the next 12 months look like this. And remember, in Australia, no one goes to jail for missing a goal, right? And, and, and we don't want to be over-exuberating the goals because, you know, we're on a journey. It's continuous. Yeah, so um, I haven't set any concrete goals for the next 12 months, let's say, till, until, you know, Christmas next year. I haven't I haven't gone about – it's probably something I'll do over the – um over the holiday period when, when right. we take a few weeks off. Um, that's what I did last year as well. Um, and we didn't hit every goal. I can't remember them off the top of my head now, but I did review them probably about three weeks ago and I didn't hit every okay. goal, but we did hit about three out of five, which was great. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be along the lines of what I just said, I suppose. We're going to probably have, we're, we're going to want to employ another one or two people. Um, we're going to want to be working within ideal which we're still, I suppose, figuring out what's what in that. You know, not everything, everything's good. Not everything's great. 
I suppose. And we're constantly refining that. Um, and that's going to be one of the things that we'll look at over the break and decide really where we want to really target next year, I suppose. I love that. So this time of year, with, I guess, a couple of weeks off the tools, you get to review and reflect the year that's just gone by. Three out of five is a great result, by the way, when it comes to goal setting, like truly. It's a good result. And we're resetting for next year and we'll set ourselves maybe five and, and you know, off we go. We're on a yellow brick road again. Then you've got your planning intensives, which kick off in, in, in January next year for you guys. And, and um, you know, we, we double down on our... Can we own a four out of five this time around? Can we own a, a three out of five, but a better version of three out of five? So this is the muscle that we build. And, uh, mate, I love I love what you just shared because it's simple. It's by rhythm. It's got a cadence. And it gives you a chance to straighten up, which is not unusual um, at an end of a calendar year. And off we go again, right? So really good habit to be building and, and there's power to you as it relates to three out of five. And off we go again. We're going to reset. All good. So well done on that. Can you share any of our specific tools that you have found valuable, you know, whether it's the client success support team, the round table groups, the monthly financial reporting that we, um, the cash flow forecasting, the, the ability to truly, you know, get better accountability as often as you can around the key numbers dashboard. So if, if you can share some of our specific tools or business benchmark group that you have found valuable, what would they be? I'm a really big fan of the key numbers every week, um, the cash flow forecasting. And yeah, I mean, those two things for me are huge. Uh, the whip's great, but the particularly the numbers when you're looking at your key numbers and your cash flow and you're actually looking at what money's coming in, what's going out, you know, how is that in relation to our, um, you know, are we actually making money for the month? What are our percentages? Um, are we hitting our targets? I think that stuff's really critical. And that's probably where I get a lot of joy out of this sort of stuff. I really <laughs> like nutting down on that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? When you look at the scoreboard and it says I'm winning, that's pretty cool versus I'm hoping I'm winning, which is the difference. So a year ago, could you imagine yourself saying, mate, the cash flow forecasting, I love that. And it's like, uh, Bradley, you're a carpenter that's running a carpentry contracting business and you love cash flow. That's a bit, I don't understand. Would you... Could you have imagined yourself saying that a year ago? I mean, I would have hoped. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the past me would have gone, God, I hope he's going to love this. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I knew how it was going to end up. But I think I was sure hoping for it, yeah. So when you think about that journey too, you know, because we're very clear that we don't want to do the work for you and it's very important that you are building the skills and Definitely the experience to at some point have someone doing it for you while you manage it. But learning how to do a cash flow forecast, a 26-week, a 52-week cash flow forecast is fundamental to your ongoing success and peace of mind and sleep at night factor, let's call it. But um, how, how, how did you embrace that very early stage of getting some of these fundamentals in play? And here we are, you know, almost a year and a bit later that you're, uh, it rolls off the tongue, but that's one of my favourite tools. How do I embrace it? Um, yeah, how was the early stage of embracing, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to learn how to do a 26-week rolling cash flow? I suppose for me, it wasn't, it was pretty like, it felt natural, but, I, I sort of saw it as a direct relation to like us being able to see what's going on. Where's going to, where's the money going to come in? How much should we be making by this time? 
Are we going to hit that target? That sort of stuff for me is really um, exciting, for lack of a better word. So it was <laughs> very easy for me to get get involved in. I embraced yeah. it a lot, yeah. Nah, well done, man. Just, you, you you know, continue that um, muscle being built because it is the muscle that makes the difference. Yeah, for the next 200, 400 weeks, this is, this is the big muscle. Knowing what you need to know versus hoping and wishing what you need to know, which is a very different philosophy of uh, as it relates to the journey called success. Uh, so far, much of our focus has been on your default diary, identifying your ideal target market, knowing your numbers, the quote register, building people on your team that will ultimately afford you an opportunity to keep on growing, opportunities and resources. Um, how have these activities improved your business? If we were to look at the whole moving piece there, how has it holistically? It sounds like a lot of stuff, doesn't it? But how are you taking that in your stride and therefore being in a position where you're calmer, you're working less hours, you're making more money, and these things are in play every single day, every single week in your business. How have these activities as a as, as a cumulative level helped you continue to be in control? Um, I suppose they're all like little cogs in a machine, I suppose, aren't they? And they all work together, you hope. You put in the efforts that they do so that they can turn the big wheel, I suppose, which is the business. Um, so... If you're putting in the effort in the areas that you should be, which are those areas, some of the areas of what you've just spoken about, um, you can sort of relax a little bit that, you know, it's it's heading in the right direction. Um, you're not having to micromanage stuff as much because you've done the work when the work's meant to be done and you can let it sit there for a week or, you know, it, you, then you, at the end of that week, you reset it again and you push forward again. Um, yeah. I really love the way you just explained that. And it, uh, again, it's the cadence, isn't it? It's that rhythm that sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get that rhythm right. But once you do, you actually realize that as long as I'm, it's like a flywheel, as long as I'm coming back to it every week and just going, you know, just pushing on it, the flywheel keeps spinning. If I walk away from it for, for a month, I come back to higher drama, is what we say, right? So that's a really good explanation as to how those activities and the combination of all that it's actually the, the the more you do it the less you need to do it does that make sense yeah Cause exactly because it's moving exactly you're moving you're, you're basically like you said, yeah like you said you're basically you're guiding it by the end of it you're not you're not building it anymore you're not you know pushing it so much you like you said you come back to it every week you check it you reset it and you keep going again so when you think about the first year in an academy program, um, what, um, what has been your favourite aspects of your uh, first year in the academy program? You've obviously graduated now into, into year two, but what have been your favourite aspects of your academy program in year one? Um, yeah, like, like I said before, access to those tools was great. Um, Cashflow forecast, WIP, um, the key numbers, all that sort of stuff's been great. Um, the the um, monthly reviews really enjoyable as well um enjoyable is probably a funny word but it's great to actually read a report of how the business has performed for the month um and then i suppose as well the round table groups have been great uh, you get a lot of ideas out of them a lot of stuff to think about um even if i don't, I don't get to them every week unfortunately um because i'm busy in quotation marks <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's great. You get a lot of you get a lot of stuff out of it, and a lot of um, you hear people going through similar things. People that have through some stuff and come out the other side of it. It's an idea for you. It's 
problems you can try and avoid. People can try and avoid some problems hearing what you've said. Um, yeah, I think it's all been great. Uh, fantastic. So, Matt, I'm going to um, I'm going to ask a series of questions, and you're going to answer the back end. So, we're going to do a a, a a fairly speedy. I'm going to ask a question. I'll make a statement. You're going to fill the back end, right? So, sure. first question is: Business Benchmark Group helped me get clarity around the business. How are you feeling now compared to how you were feeling six months ago about your business? Uh, a lot more confident. How has Business Benchmark Group helped you and your business so far? Um, going back to the clarity, um, understanding what's going on with it and giving us confidence. When we reflect on our award winners and Bradley Allen Build is the 2022 Business of the Year as it relates to the Academy program, one similar trait is that you do the work. Can you walk us through your typical day and expand on how you push through when the days are crazy busy? Um, oh, typical day. <laughs> They're all a little <laughs> bit different, but I suppose I just try to stick to the schedule that I've set for the day. Um, you know, if it's a Tuesday and it's it's a day where we've got to do pay and, ref, you know, reflect on the, the numbers from the week prior, um, do the forecasting, do the whip and all that sort of stuff, I just sort of make sure that that stuff gets achieved for that day. Um, you know, if it's a Wednesday and we've got to do an hour of quoting, we've got to do that hour of quoting. Um, I think I just try to stick to the schedule. So every day is obviously different, but there's a structure in place that we try to stick to as best we can. Obviously, it's going to fall out every now and then, but you do what you can. Love that, Brad. That's so cool. At this stage of your journey, that is amazing. What do you think it takes to succeed in business? Determination. A lot of determination. Have you found a special place for your award trophy? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if you heard, but it took a little tumble on the night. So <laughs> it's sitting on my desk and when a new one arrives, it'll be on the mantle. <laughs> so, so it took a, off the beaten track now, mate. I took a little tumble. That's a nice way of putting it, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's, mate, if yeah, I know it's going to be a fly on the wall, but it took... If only I could have been a fly on the wall when your your award trophy that evening, which I think went to about three thirty in the morning, took a little tumble. That would have been uh, interesting to be a fly on the wall with that one. But mate, well done, cool. I love your response to that. Uh, what is your overall assessment with your time with Business Benchmark Group to date? Uh, I think it's been great. I think it's been well worth it. Um, as far as business go, and just personally getting my life back. Um, yeah, it's been great. I I think it's been a we made a really good decision when we came on board. What does a business benchmark group winner do with his free time? God, walk my dogs, <laughs> 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 go camping. Uh, you know, try and get away as much as I can with Grace. And yeah, the dogs occupy a lot of time, so that as well. So when you go walking with your dogs, ear pods in or ear pods out? AirPods out. I go on, you know, meet up with a few people at the park, talk to the dogs, nice. you know, just engage Beautiful. them. That's cool. Love that. Uh, and the final question here, mate, do you have any advice for future business owners joining the Business Benchmark Group Academy program? Um, yeah, I suppose it can seem it's exciting um, when you first get into it, 
it remains that way. But when you first get into it, it's super exciting and probably be, can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, so I suppose it's just bite-sized pieces every week that you can sort of break down so it doesn't look like a huge pie you're trying to eat. Um, I think that would be my advice. I love that. And again, if we go back to where we started, you know, there's a time and then there's a mindset and both are needed, but more so mindset than time, in my opinion, right? A couple of words on that. Yeah, I think you've got to be in the right the right mindset to get into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'll describe the wrong or the right mindset, but I think you have to know within yourself if you want to push it a little bit or not, or if you want to explore some new things and try and learn some new stuff. Um, I think that's ultimately a decision you've got to make. But yeah, it is it is really about you and how you want to see see the business, see yourself and where you want your future to be, I suppose. And the interesting thing about that, Brad, is whether you do or you don't, in fairness, you're still putting those 50 hours in on average, aren't you? I mean, whether you're ready for something or you're not, when you think about those early stages in business, and for a long time, you know, for 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 for, for a little bit for a little bit of time after that, you know, your first 500 or so weeks in business, you're typically doing those 50, 60, 70 hours, which is like, that's no good. But those 50 hours are definitely assuming when you're in your own business. So whether you do or you don't, or whether you have or you don't have the right mindset, those 50 hours, you're going to get consumed. So there is a there is an argument as it relates to, well, if I'm already putting 50 hours in, very similar to what you said earlier, wouldn't I rather do it optimising for a better quality of life and better business result? Yeah, exactly. That that would be the that would be you know the smart decision. But I suppose some people get stuck in a bit of a rut. I suppose. Yeah. Um, but if you can pull yourself out of it and try and make a decision about where you want to be or you know where you want to go, you might make that decision. Yeah, and it's not about you know not everyone needs to make that decision, but it's truly about no. in business. It's it's not easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. That's 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 where I'll leave this conversation right now. So, Brad, so good to have you here. Great conversation, and uh, mate, congratulations to to being um, the 2022 Academy Program Business of the Year. Bradley Allen Build, a phenomenal business. It's uh, certainly moving in the right direction, and um, yeah, we're at the start of a journey. And I'm so pleased and proud of having you in our community, mate. Thanks, really appreciate it, mate. Cheers. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts, and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.